Drop Culture Podcast. I'm your host, October the God. Today, I'm here with special guest, Fat Dolce. What's up, man? How you doing? What up? What up? It's going well. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, took a took a little bit of a scheduling rearranging, but we we got you on. Glad to have you here. Mm-hmm, for sure. Hey, man. So, off from the jump, I'm gonna be like, "What's up with that name? The name what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what's up? Um. So when I was in high school, um, my my last name's Dolsky. First off, so just whatever." Drop the fat, Dolsk, drop the Y. My, my, my last name's Dolsky, so my nickname's Dolsk. Everybody called me Dolsk in high school. Um, when I was a freshman, I got kicked out for a whole semester. My first semester of high school, I got kicked out. I went to this alternative school, and um, there I would show up with, like, Doritos and a Mountain Dew every morning. So um, the dudes there started calling me Fat Dolsk. And um, for some reason, it stuck. Even though I'm like a skinny motherfucker, dude. I, I'm like a, a good 150, 160. Okay. 160 on a good day. And um, yeah, man, Fat Dolsk just stuck. So when I started making music, it was kind of a little bit of a joke. Um, it's far from a joke now. But when I first started, like the first song I put out was pretty much a joke. I was just playing around and um, I chose my, my nickname to rap with. And here I am. <laughs> Man, you like twelve thousand monthly listeners in, so you can't change it at this point. You're kind of kind of stuck with that one. I thought about it. The funny thing is, is I was gonna change my name um, back when I had like a hundred twenty monthly listeners or something. This was about a year ago, and for some reason, then I had like one song that had like four thousand streams, right? And for some reason, I was like, Nah, I'm too far in to change my. <laughs> I'm too far in, and now I'm here, and I'm like, nah, man, I wish I would have done it. But actually, it, it's fine. People actually seem to like it, like, a lot. Like, it has its own, like, I don't know, it has its own brand to it. It has its own feel to it. It's original. It's something you haven't heard before. So I'm cool with it. Like, you said you had, like, 100 monthly listeners, like, last year? Yeah, it would have been about a year ago at this point. Actually, a year ago Crazy. at this point, I probably had under a hundred, and then before my first album, I had like one fifteen monthly listeners. Was that like you know just like really low key? Then all of a sudden, yeah, it was um, skyrocketing. Yeah, my uh, my first big single was "Say to You" with Global Asian, and um, with that song, I went from like a hundred monthly listeners to like 30,000 or some shit. And I've wow. kind of fluctuated back and forth because, you know, fan retainment's really hard in this day and age. Like you get the listeners always, but it's hard to gain fans. But uh, my retainment's been better and better each each thing I've put out. So that's good. Man, man, I know. I know about the retainment thing, man. Doing a podcast mm-hmm. weekly and it's, 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 it's definitely. It's hard out here on the internet, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> So, just dollars chains, kind of like that's what I know you from because my friend sent it mm-hmm. to me. It's like, oh, yeah. is that been like your biggest thing so far? Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you know. I have a uh, four. I have four projects out. I have three f- full length, what would be considered albums, 
and then a, a five no a six song ep and um yeah porsche's always changed the album is by far the biggest thing i've put out as of today it has like 520,000 streams as an album which is super dope um i never even thought i'd be i never thought i'd see 10,000 so just you know the first time i got 40k i was like holy shit the first time you get 100k you're like oh my god and then and then on it it just it never stops but yeah the this album's by far the it's been the biggest for me from streams to followers to fan like having actual fans that are like fans fans and not just like people i know like who really enjoy my music is it's been great and this album's definitely done all that for me i think this one was so different like what do you think like really resonated with people with this one um for one having the support of poncho um that's i mean you can't overlook it it people will hate on i think having you know somebody bigger than you to uh I know kind of give you an extra push, but it's almost needed in this day and age. Um, having Poncho, which he's my producer and engineer. So like the whole album was super polished, like compared to anything For else. Sure. I, put out. Um, I consider it like my best body of work that's out there. And the fact that, you know, he's a, a YouTuber, I think he has like 1.2 million subscribers or some shit like that. So having, having him, um, has definitely changed the game for me and everybody else in my music group. So, so you got a music group. Tell me something about that. I know you're the co-founder. Of- yes, I am. Um, Sauceville Music Group is a group I started with um, K Dunk, who's the other co-founder. Um, I actually I met him on Reddit, which is crazy. Um, I met him on Reddit. We kind of became homies, and he was you know making music. He had done you know multiple albums he had quit music for like two years and he was starting to come back into it and we made a whole album my first album suicide pact but anyway um he asked me to do a verse on one of his songs like out of nowhere he's like hey you you know you're musically talented why don't you like try doing this and i was like oh i've never really like you know i had my one song out that was a total joke at that point uh sauce and he asked me to do a verse and i had it written recorded and sent back to him that same night so we uh we're like fuck it let's let's you know we're really good friends let's let's do something here so we started sauceville and it's kind of been um we've built it from nothing to a little bit of something which is great thanks for that you trying to make it into like a label yeah absolutely yep absolutely that's the end goal um for the longest time, like when I first started seeing a little bit of numbers, um, I think the goal was to to sign with somebody to go out and get signed to a record label. But I think as we go on, um, being independent and being able to like build your own fan base and like do everything by yourself, it's it's good because you don't rely on anybody. And so I think the goal for Sauceville is to definitely end up being the record label where we are the ones in charge like nowadays you really don't need a label either it's like it makes more sense for people to produce independently and just like network with people like through social media they they both have its ups and downs bro if we're being honest um 
if you're on a record label, bro, you got you got guaranteed money. You got guaranteed resources like studios, producers you've never worked with, um, features galore. You know, like you always sure. know the, that random artist that comes out of nowhere who has like a PNB rock feature or somebody like Ty Dolla, like some dude you never heard of has a Ty Dolla feature. That's because they get signed and, you know, you get upfront money guaranteed. A lot of time it's an advance, which I won't even go into that because I don't even know how those exactly work. But um but yeah man their resources are different but then at the same time being independent if you can do it you have everything you need that's all self-made and that's that beats out everything i've talked to a lot of people i've talked to some people who are with labels and they're like it's nice because you know like you said you got that guaranteed money and you know mm. they're gonna push it but like when you're independent it feels like it's a lot more personal what you're doing because you're working a lot harder it is it's it's um it's the most authentic way to do it even though you know i've played with inauthenticity or however the fuck you'd say that before um and like i've i've made my songs where i've considered myself you know like selling out a little bit because i don't even really i don't like it i don't it's not it's not authentic to myself um but like at the same time i would i would definitely consider a record label like kind of selling out bro <laughs> like yeah. they, they they control a lot of your stuff there is good record labels out there but staying independent is i think the way to stay most authentic to yourself definitely and like speaking of staying authentic you know you said you made some songs that you weren't really proud of like didn't feel like they were really you how do you how do you balance that um it's it's hard man because once you do it and you see the return it's like really nice so you kind of get stuck in this cycle of wanting to make music that's going to cater to streaming numbers and i've gotten so you know i've made songs about this title track on porsche's dollars chains is pretty much about that it's very symbolic um but to balance it you kind of like got to take a step back and stay grounded which is what I've been doing since the album. I've been trying to really dial back into like what I want to do moving forward, if that makes sense. But no, you just got to take breaks. You got to, you got to remember what your vision is. Cause if you don't, you're just going to get lost. And there's, there's a minute where I thought I wasn't even going to make any more music if we're being honest. And I was like, well, that ain't right. I just don't, I don't like what I'm up to right now. So you just got to dial back to your vision, make the music you want to make and see where that takes you you like consider yourself you think you're like a rapper a singer like, what is your what um, is your category it's really confusing i don't even know if i have a label on myself yet if we're being honest um uh i just consider myself an artist i i grew up playing you know guitar and singing like singer songwriter stuff like ed sheeran and then like i dabbled in like whole bunch of rock like my chemical romance is like one of my favorite group of musicians of all time and i had the the beatles were huge for me and then alice and chain so there's so many influences and then when i come into music i'm making like i guess what you would say rap music nowadays even though i don't have a single like spoken word rap song it's all it's all melodic so really i'm just like singing over trap trap beats if we're being honest and then there's some there's some songs that are like, all right, yeah, this is a rap song, but 
I don't know if I had to consider myself anything, it'd probably be an alternative artist or a rapper. I was listening to some of it and I was like, I don't really know if this is like, I didn't mean more of like some of those like I Dior songs or Ian Dior songs, like more melodic it's a lot more slow pace it's like you can see the rap elements in there mm-hmm. doesn't feel like you've stepped fully into that zone yeah i haven't exactly stepped completely into rap or pretty much anything i don't know if i consider it up like ian dior's alley because um no disrespect i think he's a good artist i think it's just a little more gummy than what i've done i have some songs that are yeah i mean i have a few songs that are corny or whatever um but like I think he's just a little more gummy and polished and like market safe than some of my stuff would be. I have a few more songs that I think are a little more in your face than whatever he has that's usually on the radio. If that makes sense. Agree with you, man. I've listened to like two Dior songs, so <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> no, I call myself an Ian Dior connoisseur. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a connoisseur, but I, I think he's got some dope music. Um, I just I don't I don't know if I would consider myself up that alley. I think I'd be closer to something like Post Malone is, where he you know he has rapped and he has rap songs like Molly Crew, that's fire, that's good shit. But then he also has like acoustic jams, which I also have that in my discography as well. I'm Mike Kimmel Romance, that's a lot different from what you're doing now, man. You think you're ever gonna try and cross over into that kind of territory? Rock music, um, sound. Yeah, I I would like to. The one thing about rock music is that if you if you don't have the resources, if you don't have the, you know, studio time and a good band, like your shit's going to suck. Um and I I don't see myself ever making like MGK type rock music where it's like I don't know. I I I'm not a huge fan of that style. Um Travis Barker's dope, but if I wanted to make rock music, I think I'd want the full experience of like just a, a crazy good band, something I could actually work with and be creative with rather than catering to like what's what's in, what's popping, if that makes sense. Man, I got a lot of strong opinions on MGK, man. I got a <sighs> I got a few as well. I'm I'm really hit and miss with him, man. Is um, he's subpar at best. Sometimes and sometimes he's good. Sometimes he has songs that I really, really enjoy. But what I've noticed is that if I do enjoy an MG, MGK song, it, it doesn't like stick with me for a very long time. It's usually like a a short-lived, like two-week thing where I might listen to it a yeah. few times and sing along to it. But I'm not like, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm not a fan. Man. Like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> That's I, all right. He's got, he's got like three songs. So I'm like, these are okay. But yeah, man, no, it's too each- to each their own, bro. I I, yeah. I know a lot of people are in the same boat with him. I think your favorite artists are like right now. Right now? Oh shit, man. It's really hard because every everything changes once you start making music. Um you quit I don't know, you quit thinking about all of your artists that are like your top dogs because you're I don't know. I study so much, bro. Like I look into so many artists. I listen to so many, but if I had to like pick five off the top of my head right now, I'm going with J Cole, Oliver Francis, um, Ed Sheeran for sure. Kendrick, 
and shit man it's hard if i pick a number five is always the hardest thing ever um post malone for sure and then mac mac miller like there's so many artists that i've listened through throughout the years like kanye is obviously in there kanye and mac miller uh i don't know if you've heard of goody grace he's awesome but that's just to name a few you are the only person i know to give this much love to ed sheeran He's one of my biggest inspirations, and that's no shit. I'm not. I'm not even fucking with you. People, it's just fun to make fun of Ed Sheeran. So it's like people just assume he makes bad music, but it's, it's all right. He doesn't make bad music. He has those songs that are on the radio that everybody gets. Um, they're usually actually pretty good songs, though. Um, but like in his throughout his albums. His most recent album that he dropped last week is definitely not my favorite of his, but um, if you dive into like his early stuff, like 2011, 2014, like you have Plus and then Multiply, those albums have just endless, just amazing music. So that's my standpoint. I've loved him forever. Are you like in the studio? Like how often do you like take time out of your day to go make music? It used to be I was working 40 hours a week and then also working on music 40 hours a week so it used to be every day i would be in here writing when i think it was when i first started i had that like initial like holy shit i can make music like i I had no clue i even had it in me and i started doing it and it became like just my natural habitat to be making music so I, i did it all the time it was every day but now it's it's um it's kind of rare because I, I I don't know I get dialed in on single projects and just work on them and when they're over I I kind of gather myself and think of what I want to do next and then I start working on that as of right now I've worked on maybe one song in the last week even though I I love this song that I'm working on right now it's definitely gonna be the next thing I put out um I'm just taking my time on it because I know it's gonna happen I'm not like in a rush anymore. Because the thing is, I used to have, like, I would record, like, 10 songs in a week. Like, there was a point where I would have, like, 10, 10 demos in one week. But only two or three of them were good. And only, like, maybe one or two of them I'd put out because they were good enough where I wanted them on a, on an album or something. And I just, I don't have that anymore. Most of the songs that I'm making, if I start it and I finish it, it's going to end up on something. I barely have any throwaways anymore process of like green lightning like a song like like is like i spent a lot of time on this so i think it's good or is it like you run it by other people you run it by your producer it used to be where i would make something like late at night and i'd send it to everybody in my music group and we'd all just listen to each other's demos all the time and maybe get some validation from them but we've all like gotten so used to this that we hardly listen to each other's demos anymore just because we know whatever comes out in the end is probably going to be it's either going to be really good or it's going to be what the artist wants to do and nobody's going to tell anybody not to do anything in svmg it's just how it is so um but in creating a song usually me and poncho will sit down we'll go sample hunting so we'll we'll get on splice and look at loops and just listen for something like we really like. And it's usually something that there's a lot of loops we know we can do something on, but we always search for the one that sounds special to us. 
and then we'll lay down drums on FL and then just start writing. That's how we pretty much made our entire album. We talked a minute ago about like, it's hard to maintain a fan base, but like what are you doing to try and maintain and grow that fan base? Dude, it's the hardest thing ever. It's, it's like the thing I haven't figured out yet, but I'm, I'm getting better at. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking hard in the, in the internet age of music to build fans. Cause everybody's just looking for like the next thing or the instant gratification. Uh, the most important thing is interacting and I think giving them validation and making them feel special. So I interact like via DMS with my fans constantly. I have a discord server where I, I'm always on there talking to them and that's helped a lot. Like I got a solid group of like diehard fans now that like love me. The most important thing is that you want them to love you. They don't, not your music. Like your music is second to being a fan. They want, they need to be a fan of you and then your music also has to be great. So it's just, I haven't figured it out completely yet. Like I said, I'm, I'm getting better at it, but Man, it's just a whole different ball game. Your like plans, like what's next for you? Like, you got like a project lined up. You got a an idea when it's coming out. Or are you still just kind of you know? Um, I used to have this before me and Poncho put out Porsche's Dollar Chains. I had this whole like outline of like, all right, after this album, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna have you know this amount of singles. Actually, I had four singles like lined up. And then like the last one I put out, um, I had this weird moment where I was like, I don't like this anymore. Like I hate doing this. And I, I legitimately like, had to take a step back or else I don't think I would have continued. Fortunately, I'm like ready to rumble again. So I don't know, something just came back to me and I'm, I'm happy with it again. Uh, I don't have any plans, plans. I'd, I'd say for now, I'm just gonna work on some singles. Uh, me and K-Dunk have a plan to work on our Suicide Pact 2 album, which is the sequel to the first album we made together. But I definitely want to get some solo stuff out before then. Um, my biggest thing has been I've collaborated a lot in the last year. So I, I got to dial back into what my sound would sound like without anybody else touching it. So that's the game plan is for me to dial in on my solo music. I don't know if it's going to be singles or an album or whatever, but that's the plan for the rest of the year and um, the first chunk of next year. Music's for like, I was like, ah, uh, like kind of like describe what your audience is, like what's your target target demographic looking like? Definitely young. I, I would say like 14 to like, as an yeah age it's like the age of like 13 14 to the top of the range being 30 either i i have a few older people who listen to my music but that's just all local stuff you know so they're not like fans and the people that are like essential to building your fan base but i'd really say like 14 to 25 is like the target um and i'm doing really well in there uh my demographic for locations is just absolutely gnarly with the the age of the internet and like having Poncho, who's a YouTuber, like really help out. I have fans all over the world in my Discord. Like I have people from Malaysia, from India, 
from Canada, from Greece, from just saw like Saudi Arabia. I have people from everywhere. So my demographic's huge right now. My problem is, is getting a fan base. So I'm just, I just got to figure that out, but my demographics all over. I'll say that crazy to look at. Cause like I look at mine sometimes and it's like, what are, are people in Trinidad doing listening to this, bro? Like what, what, yeah, what joy do you get from this? But Hey, my top, my top streamed city for fireball is Sydney, Australia. So <laughs> that makes sense. So it's like, what do I do to build that? Which is crazy because uh, Kid Cudi's top city was in Australia. He his first tour was in Australia. So I guess shit. If I'm following, do, and, hey, by the way, I left I left Cudi off of my my top artists. I always do that. I leave the ones that are so like solidified. I'll just forget. But Cudi, bro, Cudi is so important to me. Cudi man. UK Cudi vibes. Yeah. I have um, Man on the Moon, and then I have uh, Kids See Ghost on record. Yeah, Kid Cudi did a lot for the industry as a whole. Do you think he changed everything? Have that same mark on it? Do you think capacity? I will? I I believe I can. If if I was to say I didn't believe I could, then I'd be stupid, because you got to have that some. You gotta have that confidence. What I, what I can't do is I can't change the game for how music is delivered and listened. And Kid Cudi did that. Um, Soldier Boy too. The internet, they changed everything. Kid Cudi also changed everything in terms of melodies. Like without Kid Cudi, I'm not making the music I make today. It's impossible. Never would have happened. He changed melodic rap for everybody and forever. And then also being on like MySpace and all that and bringing in emotion to rap music. He was the first to bring in like sad boy emotion to rap music. But I, w I hope I can do something like that. I think if I get the chance to build the fan base I want to build, I think I'm going to be able to leave my mark. All right, so from like a marketing standpoint, like if you had to like pitch yourself to somebody who's like never like heard any of your stuff, what's like, what's that pitch looking like? I'm the most versatile underground artist you've ever heard. Big claim, bro. That, that is a massive claim. That. It is, it's massive, but I, I I firmly believe it that I have that in me. Um, I, 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 like I said, man, I study, I look at all the people that are my size, um, a little bit bigger. And these dudes will have like a rap song that, you know, sounds maybe has all the same elements to something like mine. And, but their voice, they, they can't do things that I can do with my voice. Um, they can't play the guitar. They can't play the drums. They don't have a single acoustic song in their discography. They don't have a single song that blends hip hop and acoustic music together. I'm not talking about just sample selection. I'm talking about like title track on my last album where I'm, we have an acoustic guitar sample. We have trap drums, but I'm literally singing on it. I'm not rapping at all. Um, and then to have that right next to a song like Walk Out the Club, where I'm literally I'm, I'm rapping in triplets with high auto tune and just straight trap drums, it's just different. And then 
I I'll make a pop song. Like my last song's a complete pop song. Uh two albums ago I have crazy I have like three acoustic joints on a single project where it's just me and a guitar with hardly any mixing done. So it's a bold claim, but man, I'm gonna be honest, I I believe it. I had a lot of folks come on here saying that exact same thing, so well that'd be what I guess. Someone's gonna do it. I'm not gonna be an ass, but if you listen further enough, I think I think I have the evidence to prove it. Amen. My discography. I ain't, I ain't gonna say nothing. I, I'm friends with these folks. I, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to burn no bridges. I feel you. I feel you. That's fine. That's a, that's that's my pitch for sure. And I'm gonna hold you to that too. They, if they argue, then I could send them a list of songs. I could send ten songs, and none of them sound the same. All right, man. You really just just went for everybody. <laughs> I'm not trying to go for anybody. I'm just talking about myself. You think you're gonna be on top, like top of the game as a whole in terms of just hip hop? You think you like make it to that level? I don't. I don't think I can with hip hop alone. Um, if and when this happens, it'll be more of a post Malone level where I think it'd be a pop artist. But just because I can't, I can't rap like Cole. You know, I can't rap like Kendrick. I can't rap like any of these rappers. So hip hop culture, truthfully, will never accept me, ever. It's and I don't know if I'm out here trying to make them either because that's fine. I love hip hop music. I'm a complete hip hop head, but I don't think my music will ever be able to be top dog in the hip hop game. Man, it's but for some folks, it's like. As soon as you go from like maybe like singing or like indie sort of sound to being a pop musician, they they say you're sailing out. That's yeah, but a lot of these cats don't listen to the albums. They they just listen to what's on the radio. So you go you go listen to a post Malone album and yeah, he's gonna have his one. He's gonna have his platinum song that like everybody has heard. And they think it's just pop music. But if you go in a little deeper, there's elements that nobody else is using. And people just aren't listening anymore. It's it's all in the it's in the internet era, in my opinion. Done better in like the nineties, early two thousands then? What'd you say? The nineties or early two thousands would have been a more like productive time for you because like it is more word of mouth and not just like looking for the hottest thing on the internet right now. I'd say like if I would have been like in the late or the early 2010s, we're talking like 2010 to 2014, I think my come up would have been quicker <laughs> to say the least. And now it's like so saturated. Like you see every time I post about a song, that's the only foot I have forward. So if there's somebody new that is coming and that's the first song they see like that's your chance on them or else they're moving on to the next person just because it's so saturated back then it was people were listening to albums and if if you had good bodies of work out there like albums you had instant fans so yeah i agree i think the earlier would have been more beneficial for me but here i am now so i'm gonna do the best with it few days everyone wants to be a rapper everyone wants to be a singer so it's absolutely it's really hard to differentiate the sound and especially well, I'm, like, the... I'm gonna be i'm gonna be like little dirk i'm gonna be like the baby just like just a lot 
And with the resources, bro, everybody can go pick up a mic. Everybody can hop on YouTube and buy a beat. And everybody can pirate FL Studio and Logic Pro and not spend a dime on any of this shit. And if they really work at it, they can make a song that fits right in with today's music, which is crazy. Like, everybody wants to be a rapper, but there also is this element that, like, everybody with just the smallest lick of musical talent can be a rapper. Because rap music now, and I'm not talking about hip-hop, it's just, there's two different, I think, definitions to, like, true music and, like, what rap music has become and, like, what Lil Pump and Smoke Perp did to rap music. Um, is They just changed everything. There's less of a standard. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad music. I'm just saying it's it's more easily accessible to be done. Seems like around 2016, kind of changed the rules. Yeah, that's when everything changed. I think it it has allowed for a lot more talent to come up, and a lot of people are slipping through the cracks of just like, oh, I heard my my track on SoundCloud, but now like you have one song that blows up on TikTok like viewer retention might be hard there's definitely yeah, like dude. a portion of people who gonna stay for that one song some of these people like it's almost that's why i don't like want some record label to find me right now and like just blow my shit up for me because without them without that one song that blew up on tiktok without your record label without whatever you have as your crutch you like you don't have anything you haven't built a fan base you don't like you have no discography you have three songs out that have a few million streams the record label or tiktok did it all for you and then the next time an artist blows up on their tiktok they're gonna move on to the next guy and forget about you because they were never a fan of you they liked your three songs that blew up so building from the ground up is it's like the only way to have long lasting So where can folks find you? What's up? Sorry, I missed Where can folks find you at? Um, dude, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music. I'm on every streaming service there is. You can you can find my music. Um, follow me on Instagram. It's just my my name with no spaces at Fat Dolsk. Same thing. I'm on TikTok trying to do that. I don't even know if I want one to blow up, but I guess I'd be stupid not to even try, right? Worst case scenario, I end up where I am right now, and I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me in all those places. October the guys stream Porsche's Dallas Chains, and remember to do it for the culture. Do it for the